welcome to Radical Strategies. And today my guest is Sam Madhu, a friend of mine currently based in Berlin and someone that I've collaborated with last year or so, um, where we worked together on a uh, audiovisual piece. And um, at the time you were living in India, weren't you? I was, I was living yeah. with my parents during COVID. I'm really glad I got out. But let's start at the beginning and just um, if you can tell me a bit about um, how you got started as a digital artist. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I started, you know, making digital art over 10 years ago. Um, so I started when I was like maybe 12. I was never really paying attention in school. I just thought it wasn't a place for smart people. So I would spend a lot of time online and um I got really into like deviant art and like these online kind of drawing boards and I made mm. a lot of friends online and I kind of I started learning um back then it was Photoshop 7. So that's what I started with and um yeah I just like kept teaching myself different mediums of digital art and um I ended up going to college in New York um to Parsons and um mm. I majored in design and technology and I, I got really into like um you know working with like uh things like unity like video game engines like i'm really into creating environments and worlds mm -hmm. so um yeah it's just it's just been like i've just been hopping between mediums i feel like some artists are really good at kind of mastering one skill but uh, i i just lose interest or or i, I become interested in, in other things really quickly so uh, i like to like teach myself a bunch of things and, and just like mix it all up so yeah, that's how I start. I like started as an illustrator and then now I'm doing 3D and um, more immersive stuff, so. I'm curious to dissect a little bit of your influences mm -hmm. and see what are the different elements that have informed the art outputs that you make now. Do you think you could break those down for me? What are the key elements that have influenced and inspired you? Absolutely. So I was really into cyberpunk and I was really a big fan of Blade Runner and the Matrix and um, all those kinds of movies that had this like lens of futurism, but also in a very urban context. I love big cities. I love buildings and I love like skyscrapers and I love um, I also love like dystopian futurism. And, you know, I, I just I really love um, city life and like what it means to exist as a creature of the night in a city. So, yeah. Were um, you, was that when you were first starting as a teenager that you were getting into this stuff? This cyberpunk view and these kind of um, movies I, and content? I think when I was a teenager, it was more like anime, honestly. I was mm. really into anime. I was really into like the fashion and anime, um, like samurai fashion. <laughs> and like, that's what, so anime was like a really cool portal because it's like it's such a vast genre. There's so many things you can dive into. And then, you know, when I went to New York, I, I was also an art director for, for Adidas. So I got more into street. I got more into like um, art direction for like campaigns and stuff like that. And um, that's when Blade Runner 2049 came out. And I watched that movie and it was like so inspiring to me like the buildings and i i got really into cyberpunk after that like hmm. uh 
you know, constructing cities. I got really into city building after that. So I don't know. I think I just pull like inspirations from various places. Like right now, you know, the trend is like this whole alien fashion thing. Like, yeah. I don't know if he's based in LA, but yeah, like the whole like chrome body armor, like what Grimes is doing. So I, mm. I think like I also love trends, like digital trends. Um, I'm really inspired by what's current even. Yeah. And what about the your culture in Absolutely. India? It's it's such yeah. a rich place and going back thousands and thousands of years. So, so culturally, how does that mix into your work as well? Yeah. So when I was starting off, like trying to, you know, be different and everything, I really wanted to kind of bring back the visuals that I'd grown up with because no one had seen them. And I, I just really wanted to be different. So um definitely i grew up with these massive temples and massive statues and like demons and all kinds of just crazy um visual you know landscapes so i really wanted to remix that with this like dystopian futurist um urban city um inspiration that i had going on so now i think my style has evolved into this whole um it's it's really about building cities with like a central point of focus which could either be like a giant woman destroying the city or a giant snake like mm. i'm just really into like these massive environments with with something that leads back to the middle um and that that kind of ties into spirituality in a way i guess like i think i don't know lately i've been more in tune with being spiritual and being like emotional and and kind of getting you know, my yin energy going on. <laughs> I won't go off into that, but uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, definitely I'm inspired by where I came from, I guess. And was there a point as an artist where you felt like you arrived, where all of these elements came together, your interest in cyberpunk and anime, and then figuring out how to tap into your Indian cultural heritage where these two things combined? Did, did that take several years to figure out? Um, well, so I don't know if it took that long, but it, it, it definitely took a lot of like, it, I didn't sleep for a long time, but um, <laughs> basically like, yeah, I got commissioned to do an installation for a, for a party, for a rave in Goa uh, for a Marriott group like I know they have the, they own these hotels so like W mm -hmm. hotels commissioned me to do an installation for a party um so that was, what like, year was this? this was in 2019 in October okay. yeah yeah and um yeah so it was really cool they gave me a really generous budget and I had a, and I had like a team and everything so I kind of built this giant um goddess like covered in circuit boards and like she had all these like crazy wires and stuff going on. So she was like 20 feet. So this giant thing um, that we kind of built at the back of a club. And then there was like a 12 hour, like a rave. And I think just with the lighting and everything, it was just, it was so cool to see people like look at that, like look at how big it was and like be in that moment. And I mean, I'm a digital artist, so, and I re always wanted to do something more immersive. I'm, I'm really into installations. I love to go see art in real life. So mm -hmm. for me to be able to do that, like, that was so cool. And I think that was, I really, like, I told my friend that night, I was like, oh, my God, I think I made it. Like, I'm okay. I'm an artist. <laughs> so that was really, that was, like, 
yeah, I think that was definitely a highlight for me. Fantastic. Uh, were there any dead ends that you took where you might have been going down a certain road? You, even if you think back to your first experimentations when you were a teenager, um, where you tried a few things out, you might have tried to look and then had to stop and go back. Uh, or was this whole uh, development of your style as an artist linear? Did it just happen pretty straightforward? So what was that process like? Well, so I started off as a digital illustrator. And that's kind of how I like my I got my Instagram to go off as well as because I was I was I would come home from work every day and I would make um, whatever a drawing every night. Um, and then I, I kept doing that and then my, my Instagram took off, but like, I just got so deep into that world. Uh, and then meanwhile, 3d was really taking off. So I think I was at this point where I was like, okay, I can keep doing this or I could like challenge myself and learn 3d. And then it's, you know, so I think for me, like that was a point where I, where I really felt like, oh, I'm working so hard, but I have to like delete everything and start at the beginning and like, mm-hmm go on youtube and like watch these tutorials and like do it so and and yeah and i yeah i think it it does take a lot of strength to to like kind of go back to the you know stage zero and be like Mm -hmm. okay i'm a beginner again i have to do this from the beginning i i feel like that's still like now it's just like there's a new program every day like now there's touch designer where you can mix live audio visuals so that's Mm -hmm. really cool um and i I, i'm a lazy person so i'm just like oh man i don't want to learn more stuff like my brain is so saturated but then (laughs) it's like we're it we're all like living in this metaverse like we have to keep you know upgrading we have to keep learning and yeah i think that's just how it is if you want to be like a digital creator in any field what would your advice be to someone that's just starting out that hasn't found their style, their unique point of view as an artist. Um, because when I look at your work, it's it's very clear that you have a very unique uh, vision. It's coming across very beautifully in the work. What advice would you have for someone that's just starting out who's trying to find their style? So I would say definitely you have to make the stuff that makes you happy. First of all, um, and that can actually be really tricky on on social media. You're looking at everyone's work and like you're getting inspired. Like for me, I, you know, spend time on social media. I'm getting inspired by what my friends are doing, like what my peers are doing. And it it can be really overwhelming because you're just getting like this information from every angle. And it really makes you question yourself like, oh, my God, like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? Like, so I think it's really important to sit down with yourself and have a conversation. Like, what is my vision? What makes me happy? Like, what do I want to put out into the world? And once you have that in, in your mind, you can work backwards. You know, it, it's a lot easier to, like, envision what you want, what makes you happy, and, and what, like, the mark that you want to leave on the world. And then you can work towards that goal. But then, basically, yeah. it's, like, especially with Gen Z and stuff, like, they're always online, like, always comparing themselves um and it's, it's really tough to like kind of figure out what makes you happy so i think once you realize what makes you happy then all the other answers will just come to you so it's been quite interesting for me to watch 
the subject of NFTs and how it's hit the digital art world and the art world in general. It's been quite amazing. Um, what's going on now and all the, the different elements of how people are minting NFTs, they're launching art projects, they're building communities, they're creating whitelists, all this stuff. Um, if you look back a year and a half ago, there wasn't really much dialogue about these things. Um, so it's been very fascinating. And I can look at someone like you who already had a digital art practice and see that you were so well positioned just to dive in and get going, right? I have a lot of artist friends who are maybe more traditional artists, right? They might paint or they might be photographers and they're looking at this, this wave of interest in NFTs. They're scratching their heads to try and figure out how to get going. Whereas you, that I imagine that that would have been a very different situation. So I'd love to hear your perspective on how you first came aware of NFTs, the first steps that you started with minting and, and releasing your own NFT artworks. Totally. So I have to give a shout out to Mad Dog Jones for this one. Mm. So Misha, aka Mad Dog Jones, is like a really good friend and uh, one of the biggest NFT artists in the world. Uh, and basically, like, I don't know anything about NFTs. Like, he was telling me about them one day. He was like, yeah, you should get on Super. You should get on NFT Gateway. And this was like before the, the big explosion happened. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, what is that? I'm not doing that. I, I was just like, okay, whatever. And then, like, literally a week later, like, they all blew up on all these um, platforms. And it was just, like, quite historic, I would say. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and Misha was very kind. He uh, pulled me up in all the group chats and the clubhouse events and all that. And, um, cause, and then he pulled all his friends up. Like, that was really cool. So, you know, some of us, like, we just, like, made friends with each other we made friends with the platforms and that's kind of how we all um started doing drops on on these websites like i, I i've done three drops on nifty gateway and um yeah it's a really cool community and um yeah nfts are it's just so new still but it's like every like every single week there's new developments things change and now it's a lot more democratic. I would say it's a lot more like um, community sourced. So really anyone from any background can jump in. Like it's really about building a community. Yeah. Why don't you talk us through the first release you did in more detail? I'm look, kind of looking at this through the lens of someone watching who hasn't done this before. They might be a media artist. Um, they might be thinking about trying to get involved. So it'd be great to just learn more in detail what your experience was, say, with your, your first drop. Totally. So the first drop I did was actually, I think it's still the like best performing drop today. Like if you look at the secondary market, like the first drop, is, it's really performed well. Um, and so I think going forward, I just I really want to kind of model things after the first drop it was, it was really special so yeah the first drop for me was um it was a series of four digital artworks and it was very much in this like dystopian like eastern post-apocalyptic uh theme that i have going on mm -hmm. um 
So I did um, four pieces. I did one auction, which was a, a one of one, and I did three pieces, which were drawings. And um, they were all quite limited edition. And what I did is I, I priced them all quite on quite on the low end mm -hmm. um, because I, I kind of realized that this is the big, like that was like the NFT, like when the bubble exploded and people were like, uh, making crazy money and I just like had a feeling that this is I, I wanted to be a sustainable artist you know I didn't want to mm -hmm. be someone who like screwed over my bios later so I, I really made the drop very accessible to everyone and like price friendly um, and yeah like there were a lot of entries I had one piece that was 66 editions and there were like 4,000 entries on that so that was like really trippy and yeah and basically like all the pieces appreciated in secondary cause they were they want price that high to begin with mm -hmm. so i know this doesn't even sound like art anymore it's like stock market <laughs> i don't know i guess that's how the game is but yeah it's been really cool and yeah i don't even yeah it's just like it's crazy that this all just happened in like a few months like so but it's been really cool and i'm just like excited for my buyers to like you know, sell and make money too. And mm -hmm. like, I just want to put out work that is like profitable to them as well because they are like taking a chance by like buying my stuff. So, yeah. So has this changed your outlook for the future for yourself as a digital artist? I imagine before this started, the way that you could make a living and have a career in your mind, as you looked in the future, would be quite different to the possibilities that are open to you now. Yeah, totally. Like before, I mean, I came to Berlin without a plan. Like I was mm. just like, I don't know what I'm going to do for money. I'm just going to like do people's logos and like just get by. But now it's like, oh, my God, like I actually have a career, which is like, <laughs> how did that happen? So but it's very like different. It's like at the intersection of art and technology and finance. I I hate saying that. I hate saying <laughs> at the intersection. It's like the most cringy thing ever. But yeah, it is. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like I'm taking a break now, and I've really been out of the game. Like I'm not Twitter famous, which is really how you kind of get going in this. Mm -hmm. So I just took a break because sometimes it can be like too much. But now I'm slowly getting back into it, and I need to like. Yeah, yeah, I need to like get back on it. So what advice do you have for artists who are looking at this space, NFTs who haven't started yet, um, but who want to get involved? So the biggest advice would be to um, build a community for yourself. You, you need mm -hmm. to get on Discord, you need to get on Twitter, you need to interact with people, you need to like get people interested in your work because if you want to be a successful NFT artist, you have to like seem like a reliable investment, you know? So yeah, you have to like kind of show people that you're plugged into the community. You have to like, I mean, of course you have to be an amazing artist as well. Like there's some artists who are just like <laughs> amazing and like that's all they have to be. Like mm -hmm. they're just like Kanye's. I don't know, Kanye's like not amazing anymore, but still, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like I like to just do everything. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm considerate of the people buying my work. So that's my advice. Um, definitely. I would say get on discord, join a bunch of discords. 
um, talk to people. You have to educate yourself is the biggest advice I would I would give. So I'm from Canada and I spent a lot of my time when I was starting my career in Canada, dreaming of being somewhere else. I was imagining Los Angeles. I was imagining what it'd be like to live in London, England. And um, I put so much emphasis on finding a way out of Canada. I think even my creative work suffered because I, I was so focused on the end goal. But nonetheless, I had this image in my head that I had to move. And it was something that really preoccupied me for a long time. And I see that you have just taken a move, right? You moved from uh, India to Berlin. You've also done a stint in New York, it sounds like. I'm just curious if you have a story to tell in that regards, um, based on what I just said me and my experience. Um, were you preoccupied with, with moving or is it just something that happened very naturally? Can you just talk us through that whole story as you experienced it? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that. I can really relate to that because I felt the same way growing up in India. Like, I had friends and everything, but I always like was like, oh my God, like, I what's out there? Like, I have to like, you know, you, I always felt like you have to leave in order to grow. And I, and mm -hmm. I still believe in that. I, I do think that people who kind of leave their hometown and like challenge themselves and live in many places, they really grow and they evolve and like you become something you never thought you could. So, um, yeah, I completely understand what you are saying. But at the same time, you know, now when I was younger, I would go back home and I would be kind of condescending to like my friends back home. I'd be like, they're still in the same place. Like, wow, they haven't changed at all. But now when I go back, I'm just like, they're happy. You know, like those yeah. people are happy. So it's, I think it's really if you leave and then go back or if you never leave, like it's really about being in a place that makes you really happy and lets you like achieve your um, like full potential um so if, if that means for you you have to leave then you should leave and but if you're happy like being near your family and like staying with people you know and love like that's cool too mm -hmm. but for me personally like i knew that i had to leave <laughs> so i left and then even i went back to india to do the art thing and then covid happened and then like like you know sometimes the universe just tells you what to do and i was getting like signals that I have to go to Berlin. So I went. So I think also just listen to the forces of whatever is controlling the simulation. <laughs> and, yeah. So if you have like something in your heart telling you that you should leave, you should leave. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I've always been fascinated by people that were happy in the place that they grew up who just, you know, they started their adult lives and then they just started building and finding their way. Um, I could never quite relate to that, although I, I commend it. Um, as many of my friends who stayed in one spot have done very well and built incredible lives. Um, whereas when you want to go and you move to another country and you have to start over, you can definitely lose a lot of time. Although, of course, you gain in experience and you absolutely will grow. I also would say it's a bit of a double-edged sword because when you move somewhere else, it kind of reformats you a bit and it changes you. So if you try going back to the place where you grew up, you may not fit in there anymore because you've changed. And at the same time, being a immigrant somewhere else, you'll never quite fit into yeah. your new host country um, 
personally, I've just learned to live with that. Totally. But that's what I mean. I, I feel the same way. Like I don't fit in back home because I've become a different person. For me, it's like the internet is still, it feels like home because I made so many friends online. Um, and it's like a valid way to like really like connect with people all over the world doing cool shit. So um, yeah, like I feel like wherever you go, is you like everything is happening online now. So like you can just like do anything in, in the physical world and still be very stable online and not lose any time because like that's where everything is now. So, yeah. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. Um, I've kind of been maybe because of lockdown and COVID and all that, I've been a bit more focused on being local and having a community of people that I hang out with and vibe with. Um, but uh, it, it definitely is true that everything is interconnected and the, the internet itself is a place and a culture and there's community there as well. It's true. Yeah. So what's next for you? What's coming up? So right now I'm just taking some time offline, but I have a job coming up in June and I need to make a bunch of work for that. I think, I think right now I just have to like go back to the drawing board. I just, I just need to like create something that I'm really proud of. So I, I think I really want to make like a bunch of pieces and just like drop them all over the internet. Um, but I think, yeah, right now my plan is to just open up my PC and then just dive into my world. Cause I've just been like going out with my friends and like not doing anything. So yeah. And where can people find out more information about you and your work? Um, just like go to Instagram, I guess. That's where I'm online the most. It's at Sam underscore Madhu. And then you can also just like look me up on Google and find my Nifty page. And I also have a Discord, but I've kind of, I've been, I haven't been too active on there, but. So to close that, I always ask the radical strategies guests the same question. And that is what their radical strategy of the day is. What is their final piece of advice for us? Oh my God, putting me on the spot, Rod. <laughs> um, well, we've talked about a few things here, right? We've talked about finding your style. Um, yeah. We've talked about a bit about you moving to Berlin and getting going in the NFT space. And then just the notion of getting started in NFTs. So you can choose from any of those subjects. Yeah. I think my radical strategy would be to, I know it's really cringy and cheesy and corny of me to say this, but you have to do what makes you happy. Otherwise, mm. everything else is just pointless. Like you have this one life, you have to do what makes you happy and you have to take care of yourself. Like you have to drink water. You, I can't believe I'm saying this, I never drink water, but you have to drink water, <laughs> you have to sleep, you have to eat good. Like it's all really important. That's something I've, I've really realized this year because last year I was a bit crazy, but yeah, you have to take care of yourself and you have to do what makes you happy. Like that's really all everything is about. <laughs>